balling so hard you can play your bench. So that's an obvious triple double kind of reference. Um, or a Jimmy Butler reference. <laughs> Uh, this was before but that's really funny and we dribble it yeah yeah and we dribble it yeah yeah and we dribble it yeah we put some shots up and we dribble it for ball we know episode 46 it's nate it's a hop and we're recording on thursday april 11th and a hop on board happy birthday mom oh shout out uh not gonna say her name but i was gonna say if you don't know her name you got you got problems but all right we i'm friends with her on facebook all right all right cool i thought about wishing her a happy birthday on facebook but i thought that may be kind of weird so i didn't why i don't know i feel like i haven't seen her in a while that's okay she would appreciate it (laughs) all right doing it right now all right cool should i say mrs hop sure well while nathan is wishing my mother a happy birthday (laughs) Welcome to the football we done. I'll get us started with the kicks of the week. Um, I'm going to let you have your boy, Nate. We got two pairs this week, so I am going to introduce the player edition One Last Dance Way of Wade, worn by the one and only Duan Nuwade. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he, wore, he wore two different pairs of these style kicks. These were the ones Nate preferred. Um well, he just wore them first too. Uh, yeah, they, they, he also did wear them first. Um, these way of wades are pretty hot, in my opinion. These ones, uh, the top of the shoe and the tongue is white, and then the sole is white also, and all of the space between that, um, from the heel all the way around to kind of the forefoot, is this glittery, sequiny kind of gold pattern. I don't really know how else to describe them. Uh, on the back, also of the heel. There's a strip of black, and it says hashtag one last dance in gold. Also- I will never, I will never like way of weights. Really? You know why? Why? Because oh. your boy's a goddamn fourteen, and they only go <laughs> up to like twelve. Because they don't have your size. Yeah. Oh, they go up to thirteen on this one. The leaning way of weights. I'm gonna buy a pair just to spite you. I'm gonna burn them. You won't. See, like their way of weight seven, like the the actual like basketball shoe itself goes to fifteen. Okay. Okay. It's a hundred and ninety dollars sneaker. I'm not buying that. Sorry, T Wade. Okay. That's just ridiculous. You can't ask a man to pay that for a leaning. Um, but I like his um way of weight essence. They're like street shoes. Oh yeah, those are fire. Sick, and they only go to like size 12 and a half. Well, it makes me so sad. Speaking of that, uh, when you guys click on the link for this particular pair of Way of Wades, if you really like them, you can actually purchase your own pair on the Leaning website for the low, low price of $499.99. Woo, D Wade <laughs> needs that money. He doesn't have that, he doesn't have that NBA contract. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's not set for life or anything. You want to hear the way of Wade athletes? I didn't even know oh, this was yeah, a thing. Oh, yeah, with it. His boy Udonis Haslam. That's just all love right, right all there. Right. Um, Glenn Robinson third. That's just random as shit. <laughs> and then my personal favorite, like this guy, is, he's a baller, so I was really surprised to see his name on here. Um, Meng Duao from the China. I didn't basketball. even know that he had people on it like that. I thought it was just kind of like him doing his thing. See, that's what I thought too. Good for you, Wade. That's dope. But I am boycotting the way of Wade's until they until make they my have size your size. Yeah, we get it. A non 
a non two hundred dollars shoe. They have lots of shoes that aren't two hundred dollars, but all right. Yeah, but they're not size fourteen. All right. all right. Why don't you the ones that are size fourteen? Dude, I tweet them and DM them all the time. You have no idea. I actually do because I really want the essence. They are cool. Sick. Let's move to the next pair of shoes. So you can quit yeah. ranting. I, I don't know why this is my boy. You but love Luka this guy. What are you talking had, about? I mean, he's fun to watch, but I prefer other players sure. over him. Just saying. Uh, like I think Trey Young might be able to pull out the Roy Award this year, but you you, th- you think Trey hot, should win it? That's kind of a hot topic, so I'm just gonna take all right. that for now. Um, Luca, he had custom PG twos made by Kickstradamus, and uh, it's basically just homage to Dirk. It's a a drawing, I guess you could say, or painting of Dirk on the like heel of the shoe. 41 on it it's got some like stars by it kind of lit um and then dirk ended up signing them after the game which is really cool in so my opinion kind of cool yeah very nice of him you're a good person dirk nowitzki <laughs> and for, for everybody it's nowitzki not really nowitzki. wow yes education education mm, yeah i can tell you aren't very educated if that's how you say education <laughs> well i know how to say nowitzki well, i guess that's all that really matters not, Novinsky, like that's not. There's no V. America just added that. Well, because stupid. we think that we don't know how to say it correctly, so we just say it wrong in hopes that it will be right. And we're Americans, so we just assume we're correct. <laughs> you know that. I wish I could refute that, but it it feels pretty on point. So, oh look, the leanings, uh, way away the essence you just sent me only go to size thirteen. Who would have fire though? Oh yeah, you don't think I know this, this is why I boycott them. <laughs> All right, sick. now that we've covered your boy, we're going to get into our general news. <sighs> My kick game could be on fleek without leaning small Asian feet looking. Whoa, come on now. <laughs> let's, not, let's not move out of bounds it's statistically, out of bitterness. It's statistically proven that Asians are shorter than, you know, non-Asians. Well, and I suppose <laughs> the, by extension, the their Asian feet culture. would probably be smaller. You are right, but nevertheless... Not being racist, just stating facts here. And as I was trying to say, we're going to move into our general news with a little bit from my yeah. guy, the triple double. We just lost. We just lost our Asian audience. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're just like you're just ruminating on it now. You're just continuing to talk about it. <laughs> we're moving into my guy, the triple double god, the thunder god, Russell Westbrook, who huh, God, yes, yes. Right. who averaged a triple double. For the third consecutive season, um, I think it's kind of comical that this was the biggest deal in the whole world the first year he did it, and now he's quietly done it three years in a row, and nobody's talking about it. I don't know if quiet quiet's the right word. It was a pretty big deal when he got his his last one, and it was kind of all over the sports world. Uh, maybe. Um, I just feel like there's. <laughs> I, okay. This is my perception. Maybe you see things differently. Um, however, well, I just see things in the news, and it's not quiet. Is all I'm saying. I guess it's just the buzz isn't there. It's not as hyped up anymore because we're used to it. This is just another say. case, I think, of we we are witnessing incredible things, and we just sort of oh whatever. He's a stat pattern or this and that, whatever. Okay. Russ went for thirty two. Total triple doubles this year, and in the final game of the year, like I think you were alluding to, he tied Magic Johnson for second all-time with 138 total. He trails Oscar Robertson in 
for first place in career triple doubles by 43. So give him about a year and a half. Yeah, no worries there. Or, you know, if all the people on his team, like PG and Steven Adams and, you know, guys like that leave, then he might get it next season. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but, I mean, Paul George just signed for three years for God knows why. Oh, come on now. I'm just saying, man. Just was a shocker. Yeah, it was. It was a surprising move. You're not wrong. Anyways, I'm very sad. There's no basketball on right now. Not till Saturday. We're gonna make it to Saturday. It's gonna be okay. I know, but usually I watch basketball when we uh, talk. Inspiration. Yeah. Now I'm watching golf. So, uh, welcome to the golf podcast. You never. <laughs> uh, speaking of triple doubles, though, D Wade. Got hit, got a triple double in his final game as a NBA basketball Fire. player. Um, then he did the weirdest thing after the game. He proceeded to throw his jersey in the trash instead of hand it off to someone. Why are you so awful? Oh wait, this just did. He gave it to Mello. Oh, I thought it was a trash can. My bad. You really need to let this joke die. <laughs> uh, I can't, dude. It's just. It'll always be there. You know, the trash just lingers. <laughs> um, I'm liking this continuing trend of of NBA Me legends <laughs> really playing well in their final game. Uh, Dirk, who initially, or excuse me, finally officially announced his retirement, went for, I believe, 20 and 10. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, we yep. saw Kobe do Kobe things in his last game. Um, so I hope this continues. It's pretty cool. Which we called. We called that he dropped 60. Well, we said he dropped 50, but then he had to one-up us because he's Kobe. I think we said 50-plus, but well, yeah. Okay, fine. But This was pre-podcast days when we were just normal guys that didn't have a podcast, and we just wasted all our knowledge on each other. <laughs> <laughs> and now we spit the fire throughout the country. And fire, the flame, spitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so... In light of mentioning a couple of NBA legends, uh, the Mm -hmm. 2019 Basketball Hall of Fame class was announced. Headlining Vlad Divac, Sidney Moncrief, Paul Westphal, and Bobby Jones. Ooh, Sidney. Sidney Moncrief's a baller. I'm going to be be real with you here, G. I don't know who Bobby Jones is. Me either, man. And no cap, I was literally Google searching him as you said that. So was oh, I. good. Well, he has the same birthday as my sister, so that's kind of neat. He almost has my birthday, which I thought was kind of cool. But at the same time, uh, the, the what is, is this the Basketball Hall of Fame? See, the, the Basketball Hall of Fame can be, it doesn't have to be for basketball necessarily. You could have played in the NBA, but you could have been a great coach, and so you're inducted, or a great bro- uh, broadcaster. It's kind of a very broad Hall of Fame, which is cool. I like it. Um, per... Because even NCAA guys make it. Yeah, for sure. Per Wikipedia, he was one of the most admired defenders ever to wear an NBA uniform. Um, he had a you sh- you should he know had a twelve year pro career. <laughs> he was an eight time selection to the NBA All Defensive First Team. He won the first ever Jesus. NBA Sixth Man Award. He was a member of the ABA All Rookie Team. He had played in four All Star games, and he had a NBA championship with the Seventy Sixers in '83. 
and his teams never missed the playoffs. That's pretty impressive. Good Damn. resume from uh, from Bobby Jones. Can't even say that about LeBron or uh, well, LeBron or can't Michael say Brown. that about almost anybody. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Are, are you familiar with Paul Westfall? Playoffs. <laughs> uh, Playoffs. <laughs> no, I'm not. But Bobby Jones just stuck out. <laughs> um, let's see. Paul Westfall was uh, a player and head coach um, with several teams. Let's see. He was drafted 1972, first tenth overall, or, first round, tenth overall. Uh, he played for the Celtics, including a lot including of a championship in '74. He who rip? He played for the Sonics. Oh, yep. He helped lead the Suns to the finals. He was a broadcaster. Right? Is he in for being a player? Or because he's coached a lot of teams too oh he coached grand canyon shouts well as a player let's see he was a champion in 74 he was a five-time all-star he was three-time all first team he was all second team once his jersey's retired by the suns don't forget the phoenix suns ring of honor (laughs) then a a huge (laughs) phoenix sun or a huge phoenix bird comes in and just goes into flames so we're that's how they do the induction of the hall of fame no they don't Okay. Anyways, go um, ahead. We're we're talking about these last couple guys, with the assumption that you guys listening are already very aware of who Vlad Divac and Sidney Moncrief are. So you should be. If you're not, then I don't know. Google it. Yeah. Figure it out. Anyways, speaking legacies. of uh, really good, really yeah, legacies and really good players. Uh, one that's really not. Whoa! That good, come on now. Better than someone that that's better. <laughs> Than someone that's better. That's than uh, that's unfair I mean, though. That's not. Do, do I need to drop the bar of their last games played by these fellas? Hmm? Okay, so in Anyways. case you have been living under a rock and you don't follow the NBA, this is Paul Pierce. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Patrick. Uh, Paul Pierce said that he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. Um, his Balls. his statement is as follows, and I quote. If you give me Shaq, if you give me LeBron, if you give me these guys early in my career, when I was 24 years old, if you give me Shaq, when I'm 24, 25, you give me LeBron and Bosch, I'd be sitting on five or six championships. Easy, end quote. Because you get carried. (laughs) (laughs) Not because you contributed. Okay, all right. Say more. You're like really, you're really hating on the man, so... It's just disrespectful. Paul Pierce always got to make it about himself. <laughs> See, that's the thing about this that I don't get. Why did Why did he bring this? Why did he make this about him again? Because he's a salty <laughs> old man. Um, let's see. What are some highlights of Pierce's career, though? He averaged 20 and 5 and 3 and a half. Um, he was a champion. What else? I don't know all these things. I don't know a bunch off the top of my head. He was he was a Finals sucks. MVP that same year. He won a championship. He was a ten time All Star, one time Second Team All NBA, three time Third Team All NBA. He was on the All Rookie First Team, uh, and his jersey is retired by the Celtics. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, he just he bugs me after he's retired. You know, he was a good player. I'm. I'm you know, mostly joking that he sucked. <laughs> um, but 
he's he's always hated on LeBron even after his career was over. Like in the studio, he just gives him the most shade, and then now he's given D Wade shade, and he's given a lot of other players shade. Just and it's like as an analyst, like air quotes around analysts, you're supposed to like be not, you know unbiased. And he just throws so much shade. It's like you just sound like an old man yelling at the clouds. Like, get over yourself. And then he tries to make it about himself. Oh, well, it's like D Wade's retiring, but I, I'm better than him. Don't forget. It's like it's, no one, no one wants to, you know, hear you speak. <laughs> We're trying to watch D Wade drop a triple double yeah. in his last game when you scored like four points in your last. Well, game. Well, he only played a few minutes in his last game. It was kind of unceremonious. Yeah, so, um, I also think he was older. In his last game, he waits what thirty six, yeah. but his body's is, like fifty. Is so. Dwayne Wade that old? <laughs> yeah, uh, he's thirty seven like actually. Good, good call. Oh, see, well, this close. isn't super new from Pierce. I don't think this is something that started after his career ended. Um, after I just looked this up, also after winning the championship in 08 against the Lakers, he was asked, <laughs> "Is Kobe Bryant really the best player in the world?" His response was, and I quote, I don't think Kobe is the best player. I'm the best player. There's a line that separates having confidence. There's a line that separates having confidence and being conceited. I don't cross that line, but I have a lot of confidence in myself, end quote. Yeah, shooting game winners (laughs) off the backboard. A cold game. (laughs) Dumbest line. It was kind of hard. It was kind of hard. No. (laughs) Did you mean to go off glass? (laughs) Okay. Hey man, bucket to bucket. Um, no, I agree though. He did not have a better career than Dwayne Wade. I don't know. Well, it seems like we have ideas as to why he made it about himself, but it's kind of weak. There, everybody, everybody's bodying him, including Jalen Rose on the freaking NBA yeah. countdown. He just he read off stats that D Wade had beaten him in, and virtually any stat you could think of. Do you mean all of them? Beat. And Paul's yes, and and Paul Pierce was just looking off into the distance <laughs> looking like a sad puppy while he was listing all this off <laughs> and it was hilarious because he was sitting right next to him and then if currently if you google Paul Pierce the three first three t- stories that come up are Paul Pierce is getting desperate yeah, by Ted uh-huh, Smith, I did see I that it, it shows the video and then the next one Sports Illustrated Paul Pierce still feeling the heat over dumb D-Wade comments they were dumb <laughs> and, then, and then ESPN Paul Pierce still getting bashed over D-Wade comments I just like the well, dumb comments. You'll see too. The it. next is Net and Heat fans chant "Paul Pierce sucks" during Dwayne Wade's final game, yeah. which was um, hilarious. But in any event, in Brooklyn, yes, in any event, where he played, right? In any event, mm-hmm. Pierce is wrong. Um, I would say that he's uh, giving himself a little too much credit, maybe overrating himself just a shade. Hmm. But. Yeah. Tis what it is. Anyways, speaking of overrated players, You're welcome. Great I logged that for you. <laughs> I crushed it out of the park like bogey. I was thinking uh, more of like NBA a players... lob, like for dunk, not for home run. I think you're on the wrong sport, oh. but sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> so the NBA players, uh, they had their usual their poll. Uh, I don't know if it's officially out yet or if these just leaked. Yeah, I couldn't tell because you. I can't. I can't really find them yeah. anywhere. It seems like this was really the only things that were responded to, whether that means it was a smaller poll or if this was just a one-off or what. But Because I'm thinking of the GM Yeah, poll, I think huh? you are. Anyways, there was a poll with players. Um, so tied for the most overrated player in the NBA was Draymond Green, which is facts, <laughs> and 
Russell Westbrook, which depending on how you look at it, could be facts or could be fiction. Facts or foolishness. What say you? <laughs> well, Draymond for sure. Overrated. Always has been. That's just my opinion. I just think he's a player of a system of a system. If he goes anywhere else, he's not going to do well. Um, he's got good players around him. So it makes and he him has look players better. that really strongly complement his style. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, uh, can you even be overrated anymore if you suck? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> essentially, is what I you think said. That, that there was a few years that Draymond Green was really highly overrated, but I think we're seeing now, and I think people are becoming cognizant of the fact that he's really not all that he was cracked up to be, based solely on the fact that his production has just taken a nosedive since KD's been there. And that's not even just yeah. his points. His rebound numbers are down. His assist numbers are down. His efficiency. Technically, I mean, theoretically right now, he should be getting better looks than he was in the past. And his three-point percentage is booty. Guys are guarding him from the key. So I think in terms of being overrated, I don't know that Draymond is any longer that guy. Yeah. Uh, next up, Russ. I'm sure you definitely don't agree with this one. I mean, I think I could see the angle in that do triple doubles, do numbers mean everything? No, they don't. And I feel like a lot of the buzz around Russ is based on his numbers. I think, though, that his value is overshadowed by how much people talk about his numbers. Mm-hmm. So, go so ahead. I, uh, I was just going to say, I thought that maybe, because it's a player vote, I thought maybe the players looked at it more as yeah, he's a good player, but, you know, the numbers and stuff, it's kind of stat padding in a way, you know, sometimes teammates let him get rebounds and stuff when they don't need to. And uh, also it's just like, they probably look at the field goal percentage that he shoots sometimes is pretty yeah. poor, yeah. you know? So does, does that make him overrated? You so you could argue that side for sure. Just being like, I mean, yeah, he's a good player, but he's not as good as some may say he is. Kind of yeah. Thing. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, as far as him being the most overrated player in the league, that seems far-fetched to me. Um, looking more into this, so Russ and Draymond each received 17% of this vote. Uh, and the, whoever it was that was tied for third, those people only received 6% of the vote. However, out of the players polled, it was undisclosed how many that was. Only 47 people actually answered this question. So 17% of those votes is eight people. So this is just kind of a disgustingly low sample size. Anyone who has any knowledge of statistics would say that this really doesn't mean much, but it's interesting. They were all, they were all like, is this really anonymous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fact. They're like, it ain't going to be me, but, um, and all, and all the guys that us are like, ah, but Russ, <laughs> yeah, they're just throwing a little shade, but yeah, I don't know this. That said, it's interesting. It's thought provoking, but, Uh, On the other side, people also voted for who the most underrated player was in the league. The winner of that was Drew Holiday, who received 16% of the 116 votes. Strange how more than twice as many people decided they'd vote for that one. (laughs) Um, I've said before, um, Drew Drew Holiday's a good player, despite (laughs) me absolutely talking a lot of trash on him. Uh, at the tail end of last year, he played really well this season. He averaged 21, five boards, almost eight assists. He shot 47% from the field and was doing everything he could to make mm-hmm. that team not suck. Yeah, it's weird that they chose this route 
uh, the players. Because, well, I guess it is the players. Because I was going to say, like, you could maybe even argue, like, a player like D-Book is underrated. But I guess the players kind of respect his game. And the media maybe doesn't as much, you know, think of him as yeah. a star. So I was thinking of, like, a player like that. But I guess that's thinking more along the lines of a really good player who just doesn't get enough credit. And this is just an average NBA player that deserves more credit. So I guess it depends how you look at it. But I agree. Yeah, Drew Holiday, he's been balling. And yeah, definitely. Underrated. I think on the note of what you said, though, it is interesting to consider how differently the NBA players view what this means versus what we view it as. You know, them from an inside perspective probably feels a lot different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so uh no segue to this next thing was that leaving it are you leaving it for me to say yeah Um, because you said you wanted to talk about you could have introduced it but um kyle corver wrote an essay titled (laughs) my white brethren there we go (laughs) oh my goodness kyle corver (laughs) wait i think channing fry's name for him was the white falcon (laughs) please look that up good lord that's horrible (laughs) um So Corver wrote and released an essay titled Privileged, um, which is on racism in the NBA and America more generally. Um, You can read this on the Players' Tribune, and I encourage you to actually do so. Uh, I thought it was... Mm. What? I found it, but keep going. I'll (laughs) hit it at the end. I thought that it was very interesting and thought-provoking. This was kind of in light of the incident with... Russell Westbrook and the uh, Utah Jazz fan that resulted in the fan being banned for life. Corver currently plays for the Jazz, and he talks about his relationship with Tabo Cephalosha. Um, this was a few years ago that Cephalosha was arrested um, outside a club, um, I believe in, I want to say in New York. New York. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Corver and Cephalosha were teammates at the time, and Corver talks about his reaction to that and how he he looks back and thinks he was wrong for the assumptions he made about what Cephalosha was doing that resulted in him being arrested and injured. He was basically saying, why was he even out that late? It's kind of your Yeah, point. yeah. And so his perspective shifting from placing blame to realizing that there was a lot more going on than, than what he initially assumed. Um, and then he brings that back to what happened with the Jazz and, and his own responses to it. Um, I want to read a little excerpt from his essay just because this is just one of the few things he said that that I thought was really powerful. Um, So I quote here, but in many ways, the more dangerous form of racism isn't that loud and stupid kind. It isn't the kind that announces itself when it walks into the arena. It's the quiet and subtle kind, the kind that almost hides itself in plain view. It's the person who does and says all the quote, right things in public. They're perfectly friendly, friendly when they meet a person of color. They're very polite, but in private, well, they sort of wish that everyone would stop making everything about race all the time. It's the kind of racism that can almost seem invisible, which is one of the main reasons why it's allowed to persist. And so, again, banning a guy like Russ's heckler, to me, that's the easy part. But if we're really going to make a difference as a league, as a community, and as a country on this issue, it's like I said, I just think we need to push ourselves another step further. First, by identifying that less viable, less obvious behavior is what it is, racism. And then second, by denouncing that racism actively and at every level, end quote. Um, so that's just some of it. And that's honestly like a pretty small section of what he had to say. He just talks about people holding one another accountable, um, and what it means for the NBA and for the country as a whole. So 
shout out Corver. I thought that was really cool and mature of him to do. Uh, lots of NBA players responded saying similar things and seems very pertinent based on the climate between fans and players right now in the league. So give that a read. Final thought. His nickname is white thunder <laughs> per Channing Fry because Channing Fry gave himself the name black lightning. And so Ooh, black thunder. lightning fire and uh shout shout Channing Fry who also retired and had a cool, uh, ending to his oh, career yeah. with standing ovations in Cleveland and stuff. Good for him. One of the one of the funniest NBA players. I liked their podcast before I had my own. <laughs> so. Don't listen to him. No, I bet it's great. I'm not plugging it though. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not plug. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, three balls and lightning and thunder, uh, the Houston Rockets set a new NBA record for threes in a game. Um, was it twenty seven? Yes. And they passed their own record from December of this year or this past this season, uh, <laughs> literally four months ago. Yeah, of twenty six, they said it December because so. Rockets. Yeah, so that's just foreshadowing to what they have to look forward in the playoffs or whoever. What plays they're going to have to do in the playoffs if they want to win and if they want to hot takes have a chance at a title. Hot takes, pancakes. That's all facts. Um. Tied for second for most underrated player in the league, Dame. He said uh, that he can live with zero rings rather than joining up with a super Bars. team. Bars. End quote. Um, I said, yeah, I'd be pretty happy to playing a game for a living and being rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, stardom, rich, playing a game you love for a living. That'd be pretty lit. I mean, I'm sure most of these players end up being happy at the end of their careers. Uh, whether or not they win a championship. It kind of just depends on the person, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, this isn't the first time Dame has said something of this nature. I feel like this is him just sort of doubling down on on how he thinks the league should work. But shout out, because mm-hmm. I think we need more players saying this out loud so that hopefully we can quit with all this Warriors nonsense. Well, and then following through on like KD. Yeah, this, this stinks. <laughs> no one dumb. wants to Wait, what you say? <laughs> yeah. How many championships could I win? Okay. <laughs> what do I got to do? I just got to sit in that chair and you'll just win a championship for me? Got Sick. it. Sick. I'm there. No, he <laughs> put on that he was jersey, the missing piece for that 73 and 9 team that was up 3 1 in the finals. All right. They needed him. He was a, he was a late night booty call. Draymond <laughs> <on> Green. <laughs> booty call Durant. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's clowning. <laughs> BCD. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> let's move on to a guy who might be thinking about skirt skirt into a super team this offseason. Mm hmm. <laughs> BCD, booty call Davis. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so Anthony Davis wears a that's all folks. That's all folks shirt. That's like hard to say. A that's all folks shirt. A shirt that says that's all folks. Hit them with it. To their last game. That's all, folks. <laughs> I'm doing jazz hands. Oh, can't that see, makes but... <laughs> it even better. Uh, so, AD had an interesting thing that just kind of hurt my brain uh, when I read it. So, he was asked by a reporter, like, you know, about the shirt. Like, what's with the shirt? Like, does it mean anything? Yada, yada. He just replied, quote, I didn't, I didn't choose it. I actually didn't choose it. It was hanging for me when I put my clothes on. 
So it's like, okay, fair. You know, I guess they do have people that, you know, they have sponsors and they put shirts in there. Yeah, yeah, That's already suspect in my book, but it gets worse. But, you know, you've heard it before. Like, who are you wearing? I don't know. My stylist put it in my closet. I suppose. Um, uh, So the reporter followed up with, do you know who hung it up? Like, in your closet? He goes, no, I'm not sure. (laughs) Boy! (laughs) Boy, if you don't... (laughs) yeah that's pretty bad just just be like i don't want to talk about it like come on no no i'm not sure what about just like yeah but i'm not gonna tell you like just say something like that like i don't know no i don't i don't know how that shirt got in my closet i just put it on because some random stranger it just appeared yeah weird could have killed me could have been laced with anthrax but here i am a shirt laced with anthrax is it gonna soak through his skin i don't think it works like that i don't know man those pell fans might be angry uh, okay fair um, enough but it just called the murderers but all right moving on. I, this is really funny but that's really all i can say about it he's for sure skirt skirting bcd you know what it is mm-hmm. but who's doing the calling uh lebron maybe yeah i would say another one but we'll talk about that another in a one all right yeah so with the season coming to a close there are a whole bunch of franchises making a whole bunch of moves with their coaching staffs their front offices etc cetera, etc cetera. so we got a metric this is the crap ton this is the, the mainly the, the the rip segment of the the pod here the rip it it is the for rip a lot segment. Of, for a lot of people. yeah for some people it's like good luck you're rip next season but <laughs> go ahead oh no you should start this this is your squad the first one oh all right the phoenix sunnies um they hired jeff bauer as their new exec svp of basketball operations senior vice president i think that that's is correct that is. good work or scott van pelt <laughs> of basketball operations um and then for ball, we told you yep. so, <laughs> as they hop so blatantly put it and correctly. Um, they hired James Jones as their new GM, which we, we more heavily so me said they should do because dude has a great basketball mind and he could do a lot of good. So Suns front office, um, thanks for listening to the For Ball We Know podcast. We appreciate uh-huh. your listenership. And Trevor Muckstein <laughs> becomes the assistant GM. I think he was also the interim GM with Correct. James Jones. They were co-interim. And then a side note, speaking of old guys that can shoot, uh, old man Crawford dropped 51 on the maps. Fire. <laughs> Which had a lot of stats. He was like the oldest one. He passed Jordan for being the oldest player to score 50 points in an NBA game or tied him with years of age, something like that. At 39, I think. And uh, and then what he became, a baller! That's crazy. He became like one of the, like the top three or the third or fourth oldest player to score thirty or more or something like that. I don't know. Basically, he just went off because D books out, and I don't think Aiden played in that game either. So he just kind of went off, and they still lost. But hey, uh, um, there was rumors that the T Wolves were getting rid of Tom Thibodeau or the GM. They're both staying somehow. <laughs> somehow? Yeah, it's a miracle. They just blew up that franchise. They were a three seed last year, and now they're Wait, cheeks of butt. I don't think Thibodeau's still around, is he? Yeah, he's still the coach, No, isn't he? no. We... 
Did we already report on that earlier? We reported about this. He he got booed. Oh, we did. Yeah. Wow. I no, suck. you're good. Um, the it's stupid Bleacher Report, dude, <laughs> for watching Game of Thrones. Oh, they got you. Um, let's see. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're finalizing plans to keep GM Scott Ryan and Saunders. Coach Ryan Saunders. Yeah. Who's Flip Saunders' son? I remember because you didn't know who Flip was, and I was disappointed well, in you. Thanks for just airing me out one more time with that one. Appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, air frying you out. Um, I do love air fryers. Yeah, they're pretty lit. Go with the next uh, one. The, the Memphis Grizzlies fire head coach J.B. Bickerstaff, despite previous reports that said he was going to be chill. Uh, sort of savage. <laughs> previous reports said he's going to be chill. I like it. Um, and the GM, Chris Wallace, was demoted to a scouting role for the front office. Um, Rip. <laughs> I think this is... It, it makes sense, but it's also kind of a bummer for their head coach in that he coached them to an almost 500 record in their last 19 games. They were 9-10 and 10 despite literally missing, like, their seven best players. Yeah, and trading away Mark Gasol. Yeah, so I feel like... Even though Giannis is pretty good, but... Maybe this has been a long time coming, but you kind of leave the guy with nothing, and then he tries his best, and then you fire him anyway. But, yeah, I'm sure there's more to it. <laughs> also... Also, I add demoted to this because the report said he was uh, reassigned. Moved or reassigned? No, dude, that's a demotion. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> like, not not demotion. You're right. This next one kind of just makes me angry. Okay, to be honest. Uh, the Kings they plan. This is in the news that they plan to. The rumors are fire head coach Dave Yeager, uh, despite finishing ninth place. I don't understand this at all. Like. The Kings were so booty last year, and to finish ninth, and you're just going to fire the head coach that's been growing with them. Do they do they plan to, or did they actually do it? I think they did. Uh, earlier reports said they planned to. I'm Look. reading ESPN right now. Oh, they officially yeah. did it. Yeah, and uh, I'm seeing that this was the team's best season since 0506, and they still fired. Yeah, I, th- I don't get that at all. He he seems like a very players coachy guy, you know. And uh, I don't know. they Sucks. they also fired assistant GM Brandon Williams. So, however, they extended their current GM. Yeah, Vlad, <laughs> and he's just flexing on everybody. He's like, oh yeah, he's like, I'm in the basketball Hall of Fame, and I get a four year deal worth. He's millions. like, you're extending me. Everyone's gone. He's like, I'm in the basketball hall of fame. What do you mean? Give me a you deal. You get unemployment and you get unemployment. Yeah. Yikes. For real. Speaking of unemployment, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers and coach Larry Drew agree to, or they quote, mutually agreed to part ways. Basically, the Cavs said, get out of here. He said, well, can you just at least say that I didn't want to be here too? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I never get these ones. Like, do the, do the Cavs expect to be good this year? Like, is that why they're firing him? Or like, do the players not like him? Like, yeah. I feel like, if if you're gonna be good for X number or bad for X number of years, you might as well just underpay um, like a bad coach. Is that you know? really the move? Save some money. Is it though? You I gotta know, try. <laughs> I know, but some want to tank because they're gonna have a top three pick, top four, or something like that. Um. Maybe just top 10. Either way, uh, I think that they should just keep him until they get good. And then like the team outgrows him. Yeah, that's fair. 
if he I is, see. you know, the coach they don't want, I just don't see the point in changing. I think, yeah. Because you're, the, I agree. once a team gets good, they fire the bad coach, you know? It's like the Kings are doing, apparently. Well, so <laughs> it's just a weird situation. I think the Kings have a lot more potential to be good right now than do the Cleveland Cavaliers, but. This is true, but, you know, what goes what around comes worth. around. Um, and then the Bulls and their head coach, Jim Boylan, are working on a three-year extension after apparently he was rumored to be fired. <laughs> he, he's like, nah, I'm still here. Just for kidding. <laughs> the opposite of the Grizzlies. They're like, uh, yeah, okay. Just about, about to cash in real quick. <laughs> um, someone who's cashing out. Yeah. Just on, you know, uh, a whole community of people and a franchise. Uh, Magic Johnson performs a disappearing Voila. act and says he's going to step down as the Lakers president of basketball operations for no reason whatsoever. I mean, he had his own reasons. Whether or not you think they're valid, I think, is a different story. Well, they're not valid because it took you three seasons to figure this out. I don't think so. I don't know. Anyways. I don't think that's fair. I disagree with you. I, okay, fine. I'm, well, I, Go ahead. Keep reading the, the story. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> we can disagree and be amicable about it. All right. Um, let's see. I just want to like continue with the story then come back. Like give the full story. Oh, you know? okay. Well, then we'll give opinions at the end. Um, yeah. That's what so I mean. from Magic, he said, quote, I had more fun when I was able to be the big brother and ambassador for everybody. He cited not being able to tweet about or attend D-Wade's retirement and also the situation with Ben Simmons, where he feels he was made to be the bad guy. Um, he, however, denied accusations of mis- workplace mi- misconduct, Jesus, being the reason that he stepped down. Um, owner Jeannie Buss thanked him for his service via tweet. Um, and Magic basically gave his resignation via tweet didn't even tell her I, yeah i don't even know if it was via tweet really it was it was via the press conference wasn't it i think that was him he just came out and said it right there yeah she was just like oh guess you're not gonna tell me even though he claims to love her like a yeah. sister. i mean it, we'll see if there's any bitterness i guess as things develop um in the press conference magic mentioned quote having to affect someone's livelihood and life as one of the reasons that he did not think his job was something fun that he wanted to pursue any further. This seems a pretty obvious reference to head coach Luke Walton and potentially having to fire him. There are reports saying that Jeannie Buss gave Magic permission to do so prior to Magic stepping down. Um, so that could definitely play into the whole sitch. Um, other things going on with the Lakers... Um, there are reports that they'll keep their GM, Rob Palenka, and um, they fired their athletic trainer, Marco Nunez, after this year's injury issues, um, despite Nunez having been with the team since 08. So I want to say, I guess I can, the, the thing with Magic not being able to talk to players, I feel like that's been more pertinent this year than previous years. So I guess that makes kind of sense. Uh, he was in the news a lot, drama around that. And then, I'm surprised they're keeping Rob Palenka still. I don't know. I guess this is kind of like the year to tell really what he'll be yeah. doing. Um, I just don't know how well a, G, uh, a ex-agent can be like a GM, you know? Yeah. I feel like he needs to know basketball and he just kind of knows players, which helps obviously, but it's not the whole picture. Yeah, I agree. Um, on the, on the magic thing, I I also think that these issues have become very pertinent this year and just 
trying to gauge Magic's personality, both as a player and as the president of ops and just as a guy in the media, having fun and doing what he feels seems more like his speed. So I expect him to continue to be involved in the Lakers organization, but in a less formal role. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole team knows that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, for now, they got LeBron as the president of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> low key, low key. It sounds like a lot of LA news outlets are also not stoked on Rob Polinka. And it sounds like there's reports that he's just not a good person to work with. So we will see if he does actually last. I get a douchey vibe from him. Not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about the guy, but time will tell. Neither do I. Just saying vibes. Yeah. Uh, so that ends so, our gen news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to take the West here? I'll take the, the least. Yeah, so this next section, we're hitting you with the For Ball We Know injury report heading into the playoffs. So these are... <laughs> nice. Um, these are... I think we stole that. It's probably copyrighted. But um, there's a whole lot of notable guys on these playoff-bound teams that are injured. So stick with us best you can, and we'll drop some knowledge. I'm going to start with the West, like Nate said. Uh, we mentioned a few weeks back the Blazers' C.J. McCollum with that strained popliteus muscle, which we dropped some knowledge about what that was. Remember what episode that was? Oh, episode no. 44, Broke Buck Mountain. Dude, I barely re- I barely remember what I say on the pod like the next Fair day. Fair enough. Well, if you're interested in what a popliteus muscle is, check out episode 44. We break it down for you guys. Um, he returned to the Blazers' lineup April 7th. So just a few nights ago, and he also played the 9th of April against the Lakers. He played 25 and 30 minutes in each of those games, respectively. He sat out the season finale, but based on those minutes um, and just his play generally, it seems like he should be healthy heading into the playoffs. However, this will be interesting uh, and will definitely be tested against that really athletic OKC roster if he really is at full health uh, and can keep up with those guys defensively. Um, for the Golden State Warriors, the one seed in the West, uh, Steph Curry sprained his right foot versus the Pels on April 9th. He sat out the season finale. We all know that Curry had ongoing ankle issues early in his career that really kept him from becoming the player that he is today. Um, Steve Kerr, however, says his ankle is, quote, fine. And uh, he appears unconcerned with Steph's status leading into the playoffs. Nathan, I know you talked about uh, Kyle Lowry in the past, how ankle injuries tend to stick around. So we'll see if he actually is fine. We've seen how poorly the Warriors play when Steph is out or not at 100%. Um, So if this really nags him, they could have some problems. And last but not least, uh, the OKC Thunder's Paul George missed the season finale with right shoulder soreness. Uh, I'm led to believe that that was at least somewhat serious kind of soreness or pain if he sat out that must-win game in order for them to secure the sixth seed. Um, however, it was a game-time decision, so I'm kind of on the fence on whether it's it's significant or not. However, shooting shoulder is never a good thing to be sore. Um, we've seen how important his scoring and playmaking is for OKC. Uh, they really need him to be taking and making big shots in crunch time because Russ has not been all that reliable this year. He's done a lot more creating late in games. Um, so another team, especially playing against that uh, Blazers squad where 
their fate could really hang in the balance with his health. All right, for the East, um, a big one for the Pistons here. Blake Griffin, left, seat, left knee soreness slash tendonitis. Um, he missed a season finale game that was a must win, which they ended up winning. Blew Nick's, out the Knicks, killed them. <laughs> um, his status is uncertain heading into the playoffs. He could miss game one, but still has until Sunday night to recover. Obviously, he is like a giant part of that team. He is He's the like team. basically, yeah. So they kind of need him to, if they're going to even attempt to upset uh, the Bucks. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, Celtics, Marcus Smart tore his left oblique yeah. in Sunday against the Magic. Uh, he's expected to be out four to six weeks, could miss the first two entire playoff series. But that is if the Celtics make it that far because, yikes. Yeah. They have been a yikes franchise. Fact. Big yikes. Um, too bad it wasn't a small forward because they would just, <laughs> you know, bring out six more. They'd be like, which one do you want? Fill in one of the others. Smart's big yeah. on that team, too, as far as their uh, their energy and their... Their dog. Yeah, really. So... That could be bad. Mm-hmm. And not the good kind of bad either. Facts. <laughs> Language is so broken. Um, Embiid missed the season finale uh, for the Sixers with left seat. God, <laughs> left seat soreness. With left, <laughs> left knee soreness. It's not like I'm saying like left seat hoarseness. Um, Elton Brand, who is the GM. Shocker there. Um, still to me to this uh. day. Optimistic that Embiid will not miss one game of a playoff game, although he also stated it's possible Embiid will not play. So, <laughs> so he doesn't really play. know. <laughs> I'm optimistic he won't miss a game, but I'm also not sure if he will miss a game. <laughs> That's what he said, man. So, so basically, I don't know. <laughs> Just making a run around here. Um, I think it's more of a precaution to keep him out, yeah. really. Uh, and he'll play because the basketball player and wants to play basketball and make money. I mean, he's also really injury prone as we've seen his first couple of years. So who knows? He's also really good. Well, yeah, but not if he's 50%. He's still better than most. Um, he's, yeah. better, he's better than Anderson Verichel at 50%. Oh, you hated Anderson Verichel. <laughs> um, hated? I think I still do. No, I'm just uh, to continue... Uh, speaking of Kyle Owry, <laughs> or Kyle Owie, <laughs> he injured his, his ankle, uh, 318, because he always injures himself. We already talked about this injury, though. This was a while back. Yeah, so uh, that's just a recap there. And uh, he's going to be out. I don't know if he'll play or not. I Probably mean, not. Cause he's Owie. been playing, but he's just been really mad. Like he's only had one or Howie, two good games, so you wonder is he? Howie Lowry. Is he really a hundred percent? I don't know. So, so I got Trash Cat Mello and Howie. Howie <laughs> I like Howie. Howie Lowry. A, That's hilarious. Which was a tongue twister. Um, yeah, sorry. We already talked about that. Um, lastly, the Bucks. Malcolm Brogdon. He's gonna miss the first round with a torn plantar fascia. Go. Good job. In his right footy, uh, expects to return. At 100%, though, for the second round because he's a robot, apparently. <laughs> he's just going to be 100%. That, that's in, like, that's in a couple weeks, man. And he's been out a while already. He's not going to be 100%. He's going to be able to play is what's going to happen. I suppose we'll find out. 
All right. That's the the injury news, the owie news. And some of those are big heading into this first series of the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. And don't forget, Nurkic is still out for the Blazers. Oh, smokes. I, I missed that one. I don't know if you mentioned that. I did it. Yeah. That's an L. So that's he just did? one that's – yeah, he, he did. I think he's going to have a bionic leg next season. Oh, yeah, it was that compound fracture. Yeah, he did. He ain't coming back. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I mean, we thought we thought Nerlens Noel died, but he somehow got a new head and made it back. <laughs> he actually is like, a robot for that one, but no, Nurkic is dead. Yeah, that, that dude finna, like, black out, and, like, his brain <laughs> fell on the court, and then two days later, he's, like, playing. And I'm like, oh, okay, not dead. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to hippity hippity hoop. Yay. All right, so <laughs> this week you sound super stoked. <laughs> Yay! I mean, My I wasn't sister. trying to sound like unexcited. It's just kind of how it happened. Um, so this week we got. You sound like Elton Brand. <laughs> I mean, like, he might play, but he also might not. I think he will, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, all right, so uh, our our artist for hip hop this week was referenced in last week's title and also in our content of the pod, and that is Nipsey Hustle. This track is called Hustle and Motivate. It's from his 2018 album, Victory Lap. Um, If you listened last week, you know. If you follow hip-hop at all, you know. Um, Nipsey passed away two weeks ago after he was shot outside his store in Los Angeles. Uh, He was a friend to a lot of NBA players, and a lot of players had had things to say after. Um, To be completely transparent, I had not heard really any of Nipsey's music prior to him passing. Um, Same. yeah, I think that's the case for a lot of people, given the way his music really just spiked, um, after he passed, that's kind of how it goes though. Right. Um, I thought it was, Sadly. yeah, they only feel you after you're gone. Um, but I thought it was only right to do some research and include him on the pod this week. Um, the dude was a huge asset to his community, Crenshaw in Los Angeles. Um, after he made it big, he, he continued to stick around that area. He didn't jet out to Hollywood or anything like that. He, did his best to give back and and really support the community. Um, He was also a brilliant businessman. He promoted himself as an independent artist before he ever signed with the label. And when he did that in 2017, he really made sure it was on his own terms. He encouraged other artists to follow a similar model. Um, So if you support Nipsey and his work, if you don't know him, check him out. But I encourage you to stream his music kind of in line with him being a great businessman. He owns his master recordings, um, which means that, all of the money now that he gets from his streams goes straight to his family, as opposed to a record label taking ridiculous cuts of it, which is what happens when you don't own your masters. Um, so let's get into the actual bars. This is some of Nipsey Hustle's Hustle and Motivate. Don't waste some time, it don't make you rich, it don't mean nothing, so fuck them, let's make a grip. Double up, triple up, make a sis. Ballin' so hard, you can play a bitch. Lead to the lake if they want to fish. So, I think he's spitting kind of hard right there, so hopefully you can make it all out. Um, he says, don't waste your time, it don't make you rich. Don't mean nothing, so F him, let's make a grip. Double up, triple up, make assists. Ballin' so hard, you could play your bench. Uh, I also included the next bar, lead to the lake if they want to fish. So this is pretty straightforward. Um, don't waste your time, it don't make you rich. Uh, when he says, let's make a grip, a grip is a large amount of really anything, but in this case, he's referencing money. That's the primary use of the term. So essentially how much cash you can fit in your grip. This is the grip of your hand. So making a grip is a whole mm. stack of cash. Um, That's yeah, cool. it is cool. He says, double up, triple up, make assist. 
balling so hard you could play your bench. So that's an obvious triple double kind of reference. Um, or a Jimmy Butler reference. <laughs> Uh, this was before but that's really funny um so i think that this bar is really cool in that it represents nipsey's mentality like i talked about the way that he gave back to his community he says double up triple up make assist and then later he says lead to the lake if they want to fish so he's saying get your own get your money up whatever and then assist other people help other people do the same if they want to fish if they want to get their own don't just hand out money to them you lead them to the lake and and you teach them how to fish right it's that you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach a man to fish and you feed him for life kind of mentality, which I think is really cool. Um, and then the balling so hard, you could play your bench, essentially just ball so hard that it's a blowout. Right. And then play your bench. You don't even have to try anymore. Or oh, your team's so bad. You can beat them with your own bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> You're really loving that. Um, Nipsey Butler. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this track hustle and motivate it's from that 2018 Nipsey album victory lap. It also samples some old school Jay-Z. Um, pretty dope track. I'm gonna, I personally am going to listen more to Nipsey now. I think the dude's got some stuff that's real hard, and he's got some great messages in his music. So I encourage you to check him out. Um, and that's what I got for Hip Hoop this week. Lit. Well, it's that time. What time is it? The Fabuka. <laughs> Fabuka. <laughs> Fabuka. Fabuka. <laughs> for ball, anybody may know our predictions all right what are we, pre- what are we predicting? like are you gonna say anything so for this week's for ball we know uh prediction segment we're gonna talk about playoff predictions playoffs <laughs> playoffs um sport, but yeah. uh, so we kind of wanted to do bold predicts for y'all but looking at our matchups i don't think there's really anything crazy that's gonna happen um so we're just gonna walk you through expectations for some of these series yeah uh i guess i'll take the east again Uh, how about how about we just walk through them and if i disagree with you really extravagantly on anything i'll let you know okay uh this was before i realized blake griffin was dead uh i said (laughs) milwaukee number one versus blake versus the detroit blakes uh the detroit griffins uh yeah, uh, I had Bucks and five, but honestly, if Blake Griffin doesn't play, it's Bucks and four. I mean, I feel like at most he probably misses one game. No, I'm, you never yeah, know. Yeah, you're though. right. You're you know, right. Injuries, injuries uh, they hang around. So, uh, yeah, Bucks and five if he plays could be Bucks I and like, four. I like Bucks doesn't. and four anyway. Okay. Um, Raptors Magic, uh, this is going to be on NBA TV 7. Uh, <laughs> no one's finna watch this. <laughs> Let's be real. ESPN ate the Ocho. Uh huh. Uh, it's just not an interesting series. You got Owie Lowry and <laughs> Kawiner, Kawhi Leonard. Owie Lowry and, and then, Kawiner Leonard. No way. <laughs> and then you got just Orlando Magic of uh, Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. That's essentially it. Uh, we got Toronto in seven because both teams are bad. <laughs> no, I think I think it'll actually be a, a competitive series. I think the Magic, they're hot right now. They've won 11 of their last, like, 13 or something like that. So look out for the Magic is why I said Toronto in seven. I don't think they're still as talented, but 
they're going to push Toronto to seven games and Toronto sucks in the playoffs. Let's I go. personally think that you're basing your opinion of this year too much on our past Raptors teams. I think that Kawhi brings a whole new dimension to this squad. It, it kind of killer instinct and closing ability that lacked with DeMar DeRozan. So I'm going to say Raptors do not go to seven, but I will give magic pushing them to six. Oh, wow. Huge difference there. <laughs> I think it's a different Toronto team. I think six is me being generous to the magic, honestly. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> I hope it, I hope it goes to seven. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to think of what to say, so I just started saying words. Nice, man. Um, <laughs> podcast, professional. Uh, so the Sixers play the Nets three versus six. Uh, the Nets are a really fun team to watch. I think they can make some noise. So I had a Philly in six. They're going to give them a hard time. But, you know, in the NBA, Hop and I talked about this. There's not a lot of upsets. Yeah. I mean, and to agree with your point, the Sixers still haven't shown me that they're consistent enough to just kill a team after we saw them in the playoffs last year and not much has changed except the addition of Tobias Harris. So, And, and, well, they got Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, But, yeah. (laughs) Just their whole team's overloaded. That's all. But That's only two people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They've also been losing a lot of to the consistency is lacking. Season. Yes, six is fine. I yeah. agree with six. Cool. Four versus five trash can series. Uh, the Pacers. I don't even know how they're in the playoffs. Let's be real. <laughs> Essentially, because uh, didn't Depot get hurt? Right, he's out. Yeah. Here. And then they have uh, what's his name, the big dude. Oh crap! You talking about Sabonis? Yeah, so he's like their go-to guy right now. Um, I don't know if he can carry them past Boston, but Boston's been playing like booty butt cheeks. So it's kind of hard to you know, say who's going to win this one, but we just have a hunch that Boston's talent will prevail and they will win in four. You have Boston in four? What are you... T- what? I don't, th- I don't see it from the Pacers. I'm sorry. Boston in six. Wow. That's a Boston's big difference. weak, bro. <laughs> They're whack for the amount of talent. I think they're going to pull it together. Yeah. Okay. For the first round, Kyrie going to shoot them out of at least one game. (laughs) All right. Uh, Trady Kyrie. Nah, that's not a good nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Non-loyal Kyrie. That's what it is. Wow. That's kind of just harsh. I mean, last beginning of the season, he's like, yeah, I want to be here if y'all want me. And this season, he's like, nah, Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Can't say for sure. Okay, well, you know, I heard reports that uh, he might be going to play with LeBron unless I had a dream. I don't know. I had an MLK. <laughs> Whoa, okay. I think you're dreaming. Uh, Warriors, Clippers for the West, one versus eight. Dubs and four. Warriors always, yeah, they always turn it on in the playoffs. Let's be realistic here. Uh, <laughs> Denver, it's number two versus number seven, San Antonio Spurs. I put Nuggets in five just because I just haven't really seen a whole lot from the Spurs this year, even with DeRozan. Just kind of seemed like a down year for them, and the Nuggets have been hooping. Yeah. So Nuggets five that? feels fine, yeah. Cool. Uh, Portland, number three, versus Sixers. Whoa, what? <laughs> versus number six, the Thunder. <laughs> Foreshadowing to the finals, Portland Sixers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Trailblazers versus the Thunder. I put, I don't know, make your own opinion, listener, because 
if they had Nurkic, I would probably say the Blazers, but they don't have Nurkic, so it's kind of hard to tell at this point. So on the Blazers side, I, obviously Nurkic being out is going to hurt them. Side note, I think it's going to be hilarious to watch Cantor play against OKC. Um, the uncertainty around McCollum, I think, also plays into it for me. I am going to take OKC in six games. Mm, okay, okay. Um, I think... I think just solely based on home court advantage, I'm going to take Portland. Okay. Just because OKC's kind of been up in the air, especially with that Paul George yep. injury. And then Portland's also up in the air, so it's like kind of tie goes to the runner situation. So I'd say Portland in six. Okay. And then you got uh, OKC in six, so that'll be the one we differ on. Thunder up, baby. Like completely opposite ways. <laughs> Uh, the last Houston Rockets four. I don't know how they're a four seed. Yeah, Utah Jazz how five. confused am, Like what? <laughs> the last few weeks of the season were wild. I don't even know what's last... going on. Uh, they got the Jazz. The Jazz still haven't figured anything out since we've talked about them. They just somehow beat teams and ended up in five. I don't know. They they're not a good team this year. They were way better last year. Rockets are going to shoot 33s on them and break the record again. <laughs> Rockets in four. God, I like, I don't know why I want to disagree with you, but like, yeah. Like, it's, like I feel like I want to say like, no, like, uh, no, but like, yeah, the Rockets will probably win in four. Like, I can't think of a good reason they wouldn't. And uh, I guess we should give a quick update on our predictions from last week. Uh, we had Spurs going to be seven, Thunder eight. That did not be, turn out to be the case. Thunder were six. Spurs were seven, though. I don't know how the Thunder managed that, though. They really finessed. Um, I mean, I've who's who's eight in the West? The Clippers. Clippers. I feel good about OKC going into the playoffs because of that little run. But man, I did not expect them to win out. And then we had uh, Pistons, Nets, Magic, six, seven, eight. And it turned out to Nets, be Nets, Magic, Pistons, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. So each time we got number seven, right? Yay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we had Nets seven. Damn. Well, right. L's. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, that's the episode, though. Playoffs start tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday. Hype, hype, hype. You should listen before because you're not going to want to listen to this after you've watched playoff games. So that's. How, how are you going to give them advice as the podcast is ending? That doesn't make any sense, dude. If they got this far and they listened when they listened. Because I'm trying to help them out. <laughs> You're not. You're literally not helping them out. Unless. Bro, did I say episode 46? Because it said 46 at the title. Oh, that's this. my fault. That's totally my fault. Well, I'm not changing it. Screw it. That's okay. <laughs> um, if you made it to the end of the pod, you just now noticed that too, probably. Welcome. <laughs> My fault. I own that one. That's all right. I did it before. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't have any much more to say. Me either. Thanks for listening, guys. Cool. Make sure to like and uh, subscribe and so you know when the episodes drop. You can subscribe on any of your favorite podcasting networks. Um, Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Stitcher. TuneIn. Yeah. All the things. All of them. 
Overland podcast, which is a thing. I don't even know what that is, but we're on that <laughs> shit. So. Uh, follow us on yeah. Instagram at For Ball We Know. Tag us. Uh, repost our ish. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. And, tell your mom's and friends. You ha- and wish Alex's mom a happy birthday. If you can find her, do it. Mm-hmm. And then also to um, don't say also to. Sure <laughs> so redundant. I just did that to piss you off. Uh, make sure you watch a lot of NBA playoff basketball this weekend because it's going to be late. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, that's the sode. So, thanks for listening. For Nate. For A-Hop. See ya. Adios. That's all, folks. Man, I'm 75 and still alive. Like, damn, it went fast. I know somewhere up above my father's having a laugh. Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math. And every time I'm looking dumb because I ain't listening to the man. And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap. And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at. I said, son, go get that bond. Let me show you who you are. I said, this is my legacy. I leave it for you. And that's something that's a part of me now, a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If that ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed him the rock like I put the world in his hands And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah He put some shots up and he's dribbling